0: before his resurrection, and just days before his crucifixion, Jesus entered the holy city of Jerusalem. He did not enter that city like a king. There was no chariot, there was no mighty horse. He entered that city on a donkey. Outside the city, the crowds gathered around to see their king, and they laid their palm branches on the dusty road, and they shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna simply means God save us. And that simple prayer echoes across time. 2,000 years ago, the Jerusalem crowds shouted Hosanna to their king on that dusty road. And 2,000 years later, wherever we are, we shout Hosanna, even still. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna in the lowest moments. Hosanna in the green pastures. Hosanna in the darkest valleys. Hosanna in the crowded cities. Hosanna in the open spaces. Hosanna in every church. Hosanna in every home. Hosanna in the victories. Hosanna in the failures. Hosanna in the beautiful beginnings And Hosanna in the bitter endings. Hosanna in the days of trial. Hosanna in the days of plenty. Hosanna in the days of sadness. Hosanna in the days of celebration. Hosanna in the morning and Hosanna in the evening. Hosanna in the sunshine and darkness. Hosanna in the years of waiting. Hosanna in the seasons of blessing. Hosanna all the time. Hosanna everywhere. Hosanna forever. Hosanna to the sun. Hosanna in the highest.
1: Hosanna! Look at your neighbor say, oh, neighbor. <laughs> "Hosanna!" In fact, it's the same way in my language. Hosanna! I will say, "Hosanna!" Yeah, hosanna! 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 Come on, one more time, hosanna! 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 Now, when you leave here, I, I, um, I, um, I want you to be persuaded that uh, at all times you. This is not just a season message. It is a daily declaration. Hosanna. 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 Now, the video had Hosanna in the down moments. Hosanna in the low moments. Hosanna, death at death. How many have low moments right now? Okay, how many? Okay, now, now most of the times, uh, most of the, most, in fact, we are the first, um, I'll say it this way. This is the first generation in almost all of history to believe that life should be just happy all the time. That's why there's record depression. (laughs) Um, Generations before us, everybody, people knew life is mostly bumpy. Life is mostly bumpy. When you get good times, you go, yay! Knowing a bomb's coming. We here in America think that Life should be just happy. We actually believe life should be happy. I was with, a, with, we were with a, an Alaskan villager. We were in Alaska, an Eskimo. And he said, we have a problem. I said, he said, what? I said, we have record suicides, record depression. For the first time ever in our villages. I said, we have a problem because we've just been to Africa. For the first time ever in our villages, we have suicides teenage suicides and young people killing themselves and depressions and mental illnesses. Things we never had. And we looked at each other. We said, uh, we looked at our phones. Yep. Cell phones. Cell phones have persuaded people that, oh man, I'm in a village in Africa, but oh look, this kid in Beverly Hills. He looks happy. I want to be like that kid. And we have a generation that believes life should just be happy, happy, happy. This morning, I'm going to talk to the person who you ask for prosperity, but mm, mm, mm. you ask for health, but mm, uh, marriage should be happy, but it's not. And usually, you know what we're told, and I don't know, I'm sure you've heard this. How many have heard this? You didn't have enough faith. How many have heard that one? You didn't have enough faith. Oh, you didn't have enough faith. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have enough faith. No, Now, I, I heard that forever, you know. Well, initially for us, okay, I grew up in Africa where, you know, life is bumpy, bumpy, bumpy. But I came around faith theology, and I came around Jesus, and Jesus, we had a lot of healings and miracles. I mean, I've seen eight dead people come back to life. He heals. I've seen eye bra- eyeballs created. I've seen God. I've seen a shriveled woman. I remember. I'll never forget this: a shriveled woman who was like three feet shriveled. Go. You could even hear the bones going. As she became like five feet, healed completely in front of me. I was like, ah! don't forget that. Never forget that. I'll never forget. That. Never forget I remember seeing a school, a school for the deaf, deaf and dumb. We had a mass crusade in a little town. A school for the, for the no deaf and mute the 350 kids brought to the crusade the power of god fell every one of them got healed they were taken put into the bus taken back to their school and they closed the school the everyone got healed but then i also saw a lot of people dead Almost every week, a friend of mine got buried. We had a funeral in church. Every week, we had a miracle at every funeral. Every week, every week, we saw Jesus heal. And like, "Ah, what was that? But we never ever said, what's wrong with this? Until we got some preachers come from America. And they said, well, Jesus is supposed to heal everybody. And if he doesn't heal everybody there's a lack of faith. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. So, okay. So God's healing. And we started to, mm. One day, this man who were at a crusade, he, I was looking at watching him and, and God was moving. People are getting healed. People are getting healed. Seven day crusade. And he's got a, he's in a wheelchair. And he's in a wheelchair. He's like, so I'm rooting for him. At, the, at around four o'clock, we would actually declare the power of God's here. Receive. And people would just literally get healed. And this man is like, he's speaking in tongues. He's in a wheelchair and he's shaking in his wheelchair. I want to get healed. I want to get healed. I want to get healed. So like after day five, I'm rooting for the guy. I don't even care about them. They're like, Yeah, amen, amen. But this guy, come on, Lord. Come on, this guy. So I'm like praying, praying, this guy. So, so day five, day six, day seven. I'm like, day until the end of the crusade. Then he wheels his wheelchair to me. With tears in his eyes at the end. And said, why wasn't I healed? And I had my textbook response. Well, you didn't have enough. I looked at him and I, enough. I couldn't say it. Because on Wednesday, that Wednesday, a Muslim man had been wheeled into the crusade. In a coma for six months. Didn't know Jesus at all. Power God hit him. He went. He came back, and he's mad. I'm a Muslim. What am I doing here? We're like Jesus healed you. All his family like Jesus healed you. He said, "I don't even believe in this." I said, "Oh, you don't." Uh, And so then my theology got. I'm like, "Oh, he doesn't even believe, but Jesus healed him." So I couldn't tell my brother. Who was telling me with tears in his eyes. Why wasn't I healed? Because you didn't have enough. So I said. I don't know. And he's like. Thank you. And he walked away. I was like. "Mm. I don't know was the answer. Because I don't know. A lot of people would get healed long after the crusade. But because we had, had now this theology, God wants to heal everybody. Uh, I couldn't. Now, how many have heard this one? You haven't, because you're not, you're not healed, because you don't have you, didn't have, you didn't have enough faith. No, no, unconfessed sin. How many have heard that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah unconfessed sin. Uh, what about this one? Um, you weren't confessing the word. You didn't, right, didn't confess the word. He didn't confess, he didn't confess the right word. And this one, this one, this one, this one hit, hit me. You didn't pray the blood of Jesus over yourself. Have you ever heard that one, Pastor? Oh, this woman come to me and this was real. She says, said, Dr. Dennis, please pray for me. I, I, I don't want to forget to confess the blood of Jesus over my kids. I said, oh, that's a weird prayer request. She said, yeah, because uh, my firstborn died. Three months ago. And my pastor told me. I forgot to confess. The blood of Jesus over my kid. That's why he died. I said your pastor did not know how to say. I don't know. What about this one? You need to sow seed for it. (laughs) This is a a new one. They even even, even brought it to Africa. You need to sow seed. Africans, well, I, I bring chickens. I don't sell money. I bring chickens. I'm a farmer. So I need to bring an extra chicken so God could heal me. <laughs> the culprit, brothers, sisters, and I know it's an uncomfortable message, but please stay with me. It's going to set you free. Completely set you free. The culprit is God, the belief that God wants to give us all of our heart's desires. Have you heard that? It's a scripture taken out of context, of course. And there's a problem with this. There's three but it says three problems. Number one, uh, how many know our harsh desires come from our hearts? And Bible says Jeremiah seventeen nine, the heart is deceitful above all things, beyond all cure. God is asking who can understand it. How many know your heart can want the wrong thing? Yeah, because you kind of see that boy there, you're single, and you see that boy, and it looks good. And he is crying during worship. He must be deep, right? And so you begin to say, In the name, thank you, Father. That's mine. Jesus, thank you. Please, please help help him look at me. Help him in the Lord. And so so you change the way you go to, you usually go to your seat this way. So you go to your seat that way. And And you're praying, Lord, when I walk by him in the name of, let him look at me. So you're like, And, and he, he, and he, he looks at you, but, but he's so deep. He looks amazing. And then you hear that he likes that girl. And you're like, Jesus, that was mine. (laughs) But the Lord isn't going to tell you that, ah, he looks good, but he should go to his apartment. It's full of holes. He punches walls at night. is filled with rage. Oh, he's also hooked to pornography. You don't want him. But you don't know because your heart wants that. But God, and so God says no. And you're offended. God said no. Question. How many of you have ever been happy that God didn't answer your prayer? <laughs> yeah 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 me too i'll be mean, like you you pray you pray in the name of jesus and then after a while you're like oops lord thank you lord you didn't hear that one <laughs> thank you lord you didn't have because 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 again we we desire things based on what we idealize i want the promotion it's coming it's coming to me jesus that's my promotion. in the name of that's my promotion and god's thinking the company's about to go under you don't want that promotion because I've got something better for you. So our desires. Everybody said, "I, I said so my desires, uh, not hundred percent." Okay, number two, number two. If God granted you all your desires, that condo, that car, those triplets, you know. I remember, I remember when we first got married, we really wanted twins. Lord, we want to give birth twice, two twins in Jesus' name. That's what we wanted until the first one came and then we're like lord thank you you did not give us twins thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord because okay if you if god gave you all your desires question who would be in control of your life right. you right you cuz you know and and so god would be a genie lord hey here's the combination i want a condo and i oh i, I want two actually i want i want a vacation i want i want who wants such a God? That's a bigger question. Do you want that God who gives you everything? So, he won't. Number three. This is, this is harder. If God gives you all your desires, if you desire your life, right, you would be pain-free, stress-free, problem-free, hassle-free. Yay! But you would also be a weak, over-gratified, spoiled brat. Do you know Why? All the traits of character, patience, kindness, goodness. They don't come by blessings, ladies and gentlemen. They come by stress and pressure. What? Mm -hmm. Lord, give me patience. How many of you pray that one? I advise you don't pray that prayer. Because you know what you just did. Okay, you think you think God's gonna say, okay, you're gonna say Pastor Harris is gonna play. Say, hey, you come here. You've been praying for patience in the name of Jesus. Receive patience. No, that's not how you're gonna get patience. You have just prayed, God, please schedule a season wherein I want something so bad. Please, Lord, suspend it for so long, repeatedly. That's how you give me. That's how you're going to give me patience. That's what you, you just prayed. The, pay, give me patience. That's what you just prayed for. Give me kindness. How many of Make me kind. Ooh, don't pray that. Lord, give me a boss who just wants me fired. So you pray, Lord Jesus, this boss, Lord, remove him. And the Lord says, buy him lunch. And you're like, no, I want him fired, God. So you go, okay, buy him lunch. You buy him lunch. You take him lunch. The boss looks at you. What's this? Go back to work. You're like, it didn't work. Lord, it didn't work. You forgot. I prayed, Lord, make me kind. So the Lord says again, buy him lunch again. And you're like, it didn't work last time. You forgot. So you take him lunch. He looks at you and says, what's your name? What are you doing this for? you like, hey. you can't tell him the Lord told me. <laughs> you can't. You, you, so you say, um, 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 I just want to bless you. Just, uh, you will bless me by, by doing your job. Go back to work. And you're like. <laughs> patience, pressure. Sorry, patience, kindness, setbacks. All of them, all of them, sorry. All of them come by pressure. Mountaintops are for rejoicing. It's in the valleys. That you learn, they look at you, Pastor Herod. You say, "Oh man, <laughs> some of you have told told, told me about their pastors. Your pastors, we love them. They're so patient. <laughs> Do you know how they became patient? You nagged them, and you nagged them, and they had to, and they, and they, and, then, and then eventually the Lord they, the Lord told them, show, to taught them, it's not about you." It's about, do you think they go learn that in a book? Do you think there's a book? Oh, how to get patience. Here's a course on patience. Mm-mm. Friends, pressure. And yet we don't like pressure. And yet we have even created theology that tells us God just wants us happy. Hallelujah. Our faith is shipwrecked, ladies and gentlemen, because we thought God would do what we wanted, when we wanted, how we wanted. Unfortunately, God didn't jump when we wanted him to. And of course, it feels like he wasn't faithful. Sometimes, I mean know oh, God is God? <laughs> he will do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, and of course... If he wants, no, he's gonna want. The Bible says he's gonna. Sometimes, no. I want that promotion. I want that promotion. God is like, no, no. So then you get fired instead. You get fired, so you panic, you panic. You're out of your job. You're out of your job. Now you're living in your brother's little garage. That's not what I prayed for. But while you're in the garage, you remember, I had this business idea. Yeah. May- maybe. Because you're desperate. You're, you're in an employment line. You're on food stamps. You had a job. You prayed for blessings. You were a sower, a giver, a tither. Somebody say amen. amen. But now you're in your garage, your, bro- your, your brother's garage. You're like, well, what if I... So you you take a little idea, take it to the bank. Oh, they they can't loan you money. Well, your brother says, I can give you 50K. You you take that 50K. Something happens. Before long, you're good. You don't only have a job. Now you have a little business. Now you're employing 10 people. You wanted a job. God, please give me a promotion. God says, no. I want you do not just have a job. I want you to provide jobs. But he won't tell you. That's the problem. <laughs> the problem. So you're like, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, you fast, you pray, you bind demons. You're being fired. You're being fired. You're fired. You're in crisis. You've, you've you you stop serving. You quit children's church because you're now mad at God. You're offended at God. He didn't do what you wanted. But if you had, tr- which is today. Today, I'm going to teach how to trust God when it doesn't make sense. How to say, Hosanna. Even when you're in your brother's little garage. God's got this. It doesn't look like it, but God's got this. God's God. Does God have it? Of course your brain is freaking. Of course your mind or oh, theology gone crazy. We don't teach this in Bible college. Unfortunately. We teach homiletics. We teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we need to teach. How do you do trouble? How do you do disaster? How do you do your husband's teaching cheating on you? How do you do that one? I prayed for my kids. I anointed them every day. God gave me this kid. He just told me, I'm on drugs. Oh, he's in jail. How do you do my kids in jail when God gave you the kid? How do you do Hosanna all the time? Amen. Come on, amen. Amen. Come on, amen. So let's not get shocked when God acts like God. (laughs) God acts like God because you can't have it both ways. Is he Lord or are you Lord? Come on, is Jesus Lord? Come on, is Jesus Lord? Come on, freedom. Is Jesus Lord? Okay then, okay then. You have said, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my life. You direct my steps. Oh God. So your steps lead you in a thicket. You're like, no, 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 no. My steps are supposed to lead me. No, no, you said, you said, the Lord directs my steps. Do you believe it or not? Does he, either he does or he doesn't. Amen, amen. Come on, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Okay, okay, stay with me. you stay with me. You stay with me? You're not too offended. Actually, I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 no seriously though. Seriously though. Though what happened to see, we're, see, this is called easy believism. It's 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 the plague of America. Pastor has to preach something nice. Nice won't help you. No, past, pastor preaches the word of God. Because we have our pastors, I, I don't know, I don't like that. Yeah. Where, where do we get to God? We have to like everything God says. In fact, historically, when God speaks, humans don't go, I like it. <laughs> I li-. We go, ooh. <sighs> <sighs> in, fact, in, fact, in fact, prophets would say, get away from me. Because I don't like, I don't, what happened if God speaks to us? Come on. How many, how many know God's speaking right now? Even to me. He's, he's right. I, how many know I'm not supposed to like, I like, I like, I like. No, no, no. I'm just like, okay. Okay, Lord. Amen? Come on. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Amen? Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Okay. Okay. But see, because, you're, you know, you're, because you're, you're eating too much. You're eating dessert. Every You know what dessert is? God wants you happy. God wants you blessed. When you woke up this morning, when you, you were on God's mind. That's what you want to hear every Sunday. You are on God's mind. He loves you. He loves you. He's He's thinking about you. He's you know you are you are the apple of His eye. That's all you want to hear. That's dessert. So on a day like this, when God gives us some broccoli, some of you are going, <sighs> Did you want to hear? God loves you. You're blessed. That's what you want to hear. That's dessert. He loves us, amen. But come on. Ah. He's he, he lord or not. Is he lord or not. Okay, okay. Amen. America. because okay. John 14. Here we go. John 14. Hosanna has had, just happened. John has Hosanna just happened. Jesus is with his disciples. And he's not talking good. You know what talking good is? saying he's, he's, he's talking about I, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave you. You you shall all be scattered. And they're like, uh, uh. uh -uh." In fact, Peter at one time says, "Jesus, come here, come here, come here. Uh, Don't talk like that." (laughs) Jesus tells him, "Get behind me, Satan." (laughs) Peter is probably thinking, "Oops, I was just encouraging you, Jesus." (laughs) Because, Because because Satan Satan had come to Jesus before in the in the wilderness. In fact, after the temptation, one day I'm going to teach about, here, about that here. After the temptation of the wilderness, the Bible says, and the devil left him for an opportune time. He would come back again. So he comes back in the garden of Gethsemane. Then he comes back through his best friend. Best friend is, His best friend is telling him, Jesus, don't talk negative. How many, how many have heard that theology? You're sick. You're all sneezing. I think I'm sick. Don't say that. Well, no, you're sick. You're sick, you need Jesus. No, I'm okay. No, you're not okay. We have that too, right? You have blood pressure is off, those. I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, I've seen, I've seen preachers actually collapse, even on stage. Most, about 450 bishops died during COVID. Bishops. Why? Not because the devil, COVID, the devil. No, they had high blood pressure. They had diabetes. They didn't take care of their bodies. They could also talk about that. But let's not. Okay, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not. Let's not. But I'm talking about being realistic, amen? Because in, in order for you to apply, Jesus calls Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, come here, bring him to me. Bartimaeus is brought like this. And Jesus tells him, what should I do for you? I mean, that's not a stupid question. What is, what is Jesus showing us? Articulate the problem. Bartimaeus should have said, well, Jesus, can't you see? Bartimaeus says, Lord, that I may receive my sight. He's blind. So, yeah. Jesus is saying, I'm going to die. I will suffer. You will all be scattered. And Peter is saying, don't talk like that. They're about to be left. The disciples have left their wealth, their friends, their honor to follow him. He was supposed to be God to them. He is, but wait, God doesn't die. You're going to die? Please don't die. They, they want to say those things. How many, how many can relate? They left everything. They followed him. He was the star. Jesus could heal anything. All manner of illnesses. And now he's saying, I'm going to die. First of all, before they'd come to kill him, he had done this disappearing act. So they're thinking, no, they're not going to kill him. He's going to do it again. He's saying, no, this time they will kill me. They don't like that. In fact, commentator Barnes writes, because he's going to talk to them, John 14. There's nowhere to be found such a discourse so beautiful so tender so full of weighty thoughts so adapted to produce comfort as that which occurs herewith when he tells them John 14:1 do not let your hearts be troubled trust in god trust also in me what what? Okay, don't let your hearts be troubled. I will I'll save you from it. How I many know? I mean, How many wants to? How I many know they would want to hear that? Don't let your hearts be troubled. You will be okay. No, no, no. Trust God. Trust in me. He doesn't remove their craziness. He doesn't remove the, the circumstances. He doesn't tell them you're gonna be okay. He just says he 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 prescribes a pivotal choice: to panic or to trust. To panic or to trust. Now listen to this. this is big. are you ready? Trust does not exist until you don't know what's next. yeah but but we live in America where we're obsessed by knowing what's next. We live it, we do not like uncertainties we do not like we do not like no we do not like at all so we Don't know how to trust. Friends, ladies and gentlemen, brothers, sisters. The country, our culture, society, America is being introduced to trust. As the uncertainties increase, so must trust increase. Trust does not come alive until you don't know what's next. How many? How many have in your in your finances, in your marriage, in your in your health? How many have got uncertainty? One, two, three. Come on, hands up. Look, all of us, all of us. Okay, you're in church. Okay, can we say that one more time? In one area. Okay, let me say them again. Your marriage, your health, your money, your um, your family, your job. How many in some area or other, there is the fog. You don't know what's next. One, two, three. Okay, okay. Good. Okay, I'm not saying it's good that you don't know what's next. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Good in that now you get to incubate trust. Trust doesn't exist until you're in the fog. In fact, the believer knows, learns, becomes good at walking through the fog. The fog of the unknown. What's next? I don't know. I don't know. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't walk by what we see. Because what we see sometimes, how many know? You don't know what to see. How many know? There's darkness sometimes. You don't know if your job's going to be here by the end of the year. You don't know if your business is going to be profitable. You don't know but they're in trust. Trust. Faith does not exist until you don't know. Some say, yeah, guys, I see these books, how to have faith. how to, Hey, faith is simple, simple. Do you know how to have faith? You don't know what's next. You learn how to do not knowing what's next. Someone say, I want faith. I want faith like you. Some some people some people I say I want to thank like you because you know sometimes we're like even when there's turbulence we, we do a lot of turbulence flights <laughs> so turbulence flights are going crazy <laughs> so this woman is next to me how are you how are you okay I say, yeah uh, you are going to be okay too little how do you know how do you know how do you know I said well um I say, well I first of all I have a mission we're not dying today. She looks at me like, what? I said, yeah, yeah. And you're okay because you're next to me. You're not dying either. She, she's like, what? How do you know? I said, yeah, because, because, and I want to tell him because I grew up in Africa where even a mosquito, when you hear a mosquito going, Z-Z, you don't go, ah, mosquito. You go, in the name of Jesus, don't you, don't, you don't even know where it is. Don't you, don't you, don't you, don't, don't, because, because they carry malaria. They carry stuff. You carry stuff, and we don't have like hanging all these pills. You know, malaria can kill you. So, so, so that's how I grew up. I grew up. So my faith muscle is really like Rrrr. I've been carrying. You know, so when you get a cough, when you get you, you don't know when you're going through a bush. There's many bushes. You don't know there's a cobra because all of a sudden we got, got black members, cobras, we've got snakes, and sometimes they just like a little leaf leaf cut you. But oh no, you're dead within hours. So you're going through a bushel. You've been from church. You've been at church. Hallelujah. Church was great. But you go through the bush. You go through a bush, you go, <laughs> And then when you hear something catch you, you go, hey, in the name, in the name of Jesus, kill it, Lord. Whatever venom, I'm okay. I'm okay. Lord, I'm okay. So my faith muscle is like Urgh. It's it's like I'm buff, right? I'm buff, I'm buff. So when stuff comes, we don't have money in the office. Uh, I'm like, I'm okay. We're okay. We don't. Oh, the kids, the kids are saying, I don't care. We're okay. Oh yeah, we're we're okay. Nope, because, no, because not denial. Because I know how to trust. Because I have walked through a lot of uncertainty. You learn to trust God. You learn to trust God. Amen. 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 And that's what this morning is about. This morning is about, I want to leave this morning. I want to leave you with a stable, steady faith. My husband's cheating on me, so now I'm not at church six months. What's up with that, by the way? If you have problems, that's when you should be on the front row. Where where is he? I hear pastors saying, "I don't know." Your children, his children's minister is gone. Why? She's having problems. No, when you have problems, that's when you should be here, like a lot here, right? Oh, what is what is up with that? Our churches are packed in Africa because we have a lot of problems. Because <laughs> Jesus is the answer. Come on, do we believe it or not? Do we believe it or not? Come on. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to finish this. this so Jesus tells him, he says, so he says, trust me, trust me. Then he says, then he says, my father's house has many rooms. Basically, he's not making this idyllic picture. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you to be with me that you may also be there also. Hallelujah. Many rooms. He's painting this idyllic picture. This is crazy. It's not going to change. I'm not going to remove it. You need to trust me through it. But wait, there is heaven. Do you know, when you guys come, you'll see, in Africa, almost every other song is about heaven. That's one thing that bothers me about American worship. We barely sing about heaven here. Do you know why? Because you think you can fix earth. Sorry. Earth is not fixable. We should all be excited about our home. Every every church should, at one point, talk about heaven. We sing about heaven a lot in Africa. I'm going home. my heaven's heaven's land. I'm going home to Canaan's land. You know, we're, we're just singing about heaven all the time. Heaven, heaven. I'm going. It just, it just, it just, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Earth, Earth is crazy. I'm going to be okay because I have faith. But one day, one day. There'll be no pain, no tears, no sorrow. We're going, we're going. So Jesus is saying, We're going there. We're going there. Look at your neighbor. And say, neighbor, yeah. you're going there. Yeah. Come on, you're going there. Okay, maybe you should ask, are you going there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe your neighbor doesn't know. Okay, okay, okay. Number verse 4. You know the way to the place where I'm going, Jesus says. Okay, now Thomas says, Oh, wait, 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 excuse me. <laughs> so Thomas, Thomas, excuse me. Verse 5. Lord, we don't know where you're going. <laughs> so how can we know the way? Basically saying, Lord, we don't know where you're, where you're taking us. How can we trust you? Well, precisely, well, you should trust me because you don't know where you're going. <laughs> you should trust me because you don't know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, you must trust me because I got your back. I've got your back. Thomas' mistake is filtering Jesus' prescription through his human thinking. We don't know where you're going. That's why you trust. Because you don't know. Then Jesus answered. John 14.6. This is big. Now what's interesting. John 14.6 is used universally as. This is a scripture for the lost. Scripture for the lost. He didn't say this to the lost. He said this to his beloved friends. He says. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Your life won't make sense. Your marriages are not going to be amazing. I'm sorry your body will at one point break down. Stuff's going to happen. But know this. I am the way. I am all truth. I am all life. This is the essence of Christianity. Jesus is everything to you. He's got to be or else go home. See I'm I'm kind of like that. Either we do Jesus or we go home. Or we or we just go back and do drugs or whatever. So what I don't understand Christians who come and then kind of come. You either come and just go crazy or go home. Right? Right? So I know that not everybody is great. Not everybody is radical. But in fact, Christianity and radical is like oxymoron. It's, it's, we're all radical. Christianity is radical. By design. You are like, what, what did you do? The first half of the service, you're like putting your hands up. We're God You can't see. Some of you are crying. Some of you are kneeling here. What are you kneeling for? If somebody walked in here, didn't have this. What is wrong with them? Because we're crazy, right? This is radical. But how many know, that you know, that you know, that this is real? Yeah. Oh, this is so real, so real, that we leave our homes and we, oh man. Should have seen the first missionaries that came to Africa, I just, I just celebrate them, man. They came to this this crazy, harsh tribes. Yeah, they eat people, but they still came. In fact, some of them were eaten. Yeah, some of them were. Yeah, they, 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 the last two that came were eaten. And, and she, still, she still says, I'm going. I mean, that's crazy. And these were two, 20 year old kids from England, from here. They just, I'm going. Some of them, this is big, they brought their belongings in their coffin. Because they, the tribesmen did not do burials like that. So they said, you, you, you need to bring your own coffin. Because they knew they would die there. Can you imagine going to Africa, knowing you're going to die. But you tell your family, hey, I love you guys. Hey, go, Hey, bye. Are you coming back? Ah, uh, Look at my luggage. My luggage is in a coffin. Am I coming back? No. They came and they spilled their blood. Look at me because they spill their blood. I'm here. Spills, they spill their blood. Now, and this is what I used to tell my pastor friends. This brand of Christianity, ladies, let me ask you this the brand of Christianity that, that teaches Jesus just wants you happy, just wants you blessed. If you, if you break a nail or oh, you bind demons because that's really bad, you know, just the, that Jesus, do you think that brand of Christianity can produce missionaries? can't because it's easy we're looking for easy pathways but this church i'm telling you freedom fellowship there are people who are going to come to africa by the way africa isn't now is not no longer the number one need problem for missionaries it's europe spain is one percent christian Most of Europe is 3% average, Christian, 3%. We love Jesus. He meets our needs, he clothes us, he gives us food. But more than that, he radicalizes us and he sends us. Amen. Now there's a bunch of people here that need Jesus in, around San Angelo. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of, before you come to Africa, there's San Angelo. Come on. Before these guys came, they left. They was Jerusalem first. Come on. Come on. Amen. A church is involved in Africa already, but there is San Angelo. Everybody here should be part of your evangelism team. But I'm not an extrovert. I'm not an extrovert. Do you know that? Do you know that I'm a deep introvert? I'm deep. I don't even like people. Just I like people, but I'm like yeah. Thank you, thank you. I don't, I don't. don't. This is the last thing I want to do. If I'm to choose, I don't want to do this. I get, I don't like crowds. I don't like. I don't. I'm a deep, not even just an introvert. I'm deep introvert. When there's a day off, I want to be in my room. That's me. But I don't get to do me. I'm not my Lord. He doesn't say, ah, Dennis, I'm going to send you, but okay. I know you don't like people, but no. He just says, go. I'm like, you better Go. So here I am today doing what I don't like to do. I don't get to do what I like to do. He is Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, amen. Come on, amen. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. John 14.1 again. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Romans 8, 28, let's end with this. Know in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us, it ends well. Amen. Amen. Your marriage, turbulent. Your crazy kids. Your crazy health, all right. Your money that doesn't make, make it too much month. Amen. All of it. the believer. This one this, this one here, you can take this to the back. Let me read it again. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Amen. Amen. Through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. Oh, the Lord is here. Amen. Amen. We're going to make an invitation to faith. First, to faith for the first time. You don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. And, and, and you, maybe you know the songs. Maybe you come to church. Maybe this is your church where you come to. But if, you, if this building collapsed right now and we all died, you don't know if you if you were in front of Jesus right now, if we all died, God forbid, and you were in front of Jesus, would you say, yes! Or would you say, ah, oops, oops. Oh, no, 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 no. I needed a few more days. You don't have, well, right now, right now, the convicting power of God is all through this house, all this house. Would you dim the lights with me? please, for me, please, and and I want you to just play. Oh wow! Oh, Pastor, Pastor would you come play? I want him to. I want her to come play. I want her to come play. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You, Saint Dennis, I, I hear him is he calls causes conviction of sin, which means you feel guilty, which is one of the things we don 't want this, this days sorry, guilt is good. in fact, without guilt there's no repentance. no you don't feel wanna, you don't want people feeling bad, no you've got to feel bad. sorry you 've got to feel bad about your sin before you repent of it. because that's another thing. no, don't 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 make people feel bad. Then there's, there's no authentic conversion without repentance. And there's no authentic repentance without guilt. Guilt means, oh man, I messed up. We all have to feel that before you reach out to Jesus. And right now, every eye closed if possible. Every head bowed. You're saying, Dennis, that's me. I, I want Jesus to come into my life, and to be Lord of my life, I, I, I know the songs. I've been called Christian, but I know that Monday to Friday, I don't really live like one. I, I've got unforgiveness in my heart. I hate my mother. I, and there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a, there's a situations here. Somebody you got a burning hatred for your mom because of what they did to you and. Some of you, somebody, somebody, you just got fired. And so there's a lot of unforgiveness here. Um, and, it's, and it's hurting your heart. And, and, and you, I'm, I'm hooked to por- pornography. I, 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 it's destroyed my marriage. I, I have messed up. I've messed up. But I, but I want Jesus to come into my life. And when I count to three, just put your hand up and put it down. You ready? Count to three. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. I'm, I'm done with the games. Jesus to be Lord of my life. One, two, three. Put it up and put it down. Awesome. Okay, good. Now, here's what we're going to do. I want everybody to stand up on your feet, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, a lot of hands went up. This is Pastor Herod. Pastor, come come right here. When I count to three this time, and I don't want you to feel like I'm the only one. I'm going to be embarrassed. Okay. Uh, How many people... um, here who are Christians did what I'm going to ask these people to do and, and Jesus saved you. You came forward. Amen. Okay, so so when I call you forward, I'm not embarrassing you. You are actually being challenged to, you know, I'm going to walk up and make a declaration that I want Jesus to be Lord of my life and, and a bunch of people we're going to love on you. And when you come up, you're not coming up on stage. You're going to come up, stand here and face me. There's a lot of hands that went up. And again, it doesn't matter if people know you're a Christian. It's just you and God. Remember, if this building collapsed and we all died and you don't know about you, Jesus wants to come into your life. So you and God right now, forget your neighbor, forget your wife, forget your kid, you and God. When I count to three, you step out of your seat and come forward. You ready? One, two. Three come right now if you put your hand up. Come, 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 come right now, come right now, come, come face me. Come, come, come from everywhere, come, come in the name of Jesus, come, come closer to me, please. Come, 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 they're coming from all over. Come on, let's 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 encourage them. Come, 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 they're coming, come, 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 come. Come 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 thank you ma'am. Come come come. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come 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 right now. Come right now. Come right now. Come right now. Come they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Thank you, sir. Come, 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 they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Yes, come, come, come. yes, yes, come on, come on, come on, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Let let's encourage, let's encourage them, let's encourage him, let's encourage him, let's encourage let's encourage Thank you, sir, thank you, thank you. Okay Now, now you all are going to preach for me. Look at your neighbor. Don't make him uncomfortable. uh, Well, you're going to make him uncomfortable. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, do you know Jesus? And tell him, if you don't know him, I can walk down with you. And you bring him. You bring him. You bring him. Because some people need encouragement. Some people need encouragement. Come. Thank you, sir. Come. Come closer. Come closer. Yeah. Come, come, come. Anybody else? Come. Let's sing it. Here I am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say that you're my god all together lovely all together worthy old thank you wonderful to me anybody else anybody else anybody else anybody else okay Let me tell you a story. This is a true story. In Chicago, preacher like me preaching, done like this and makes a plea. Please, please, please. And one more. Please, you don't know if this is the last time. So so eventually, a young man comes up and an older man comes down, 14 and about 70 years old, and closes the prayer. In the morning, pastor calls the evangelist, says, do you know those two people that came at the end of the service? Both of them were killed last night. The young man was died in a drive by shooting. It was Chicago, <laughs> it was Chicago sorry. And then the older man died in his sleep. That preacher was happy that he spent that extra five minutes. That's why it's okay that I, I ask one more time, if you're here tonight, this morning, you don't know Jesus, this may be the last voice you hear on this side of heaven. I want you to come, step out of your chair, come, make your life right with God. So, one more time. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. Well, all together, lead. All together worthy, all together wonderful to me. All right, all right, all right. The guys who are here, can you put your hands on your chest like this? I'm gonna ask Pastor Harold to just lead you in this beautiful prayer. Just just pray these words sincerely from your heart. Amen.
2: And I want the ministry team to come and stand behind these and make sure before they leave we get a record of their, their, their decision this morning so we can follow up and uh, talk to you about baptism, water baptism. But let's, let's seal this right now. And remember what you're doing It's by faith. You don't have to understand it all. It's by faith. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today honestly openly I'm a sinner and I need a savior and Jesus I know today by the faith you've given me that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead victoriously because of what you did on the cross when you paid for my sins you made me a new creation I give my life to you. I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins. And I step and I walk forward to Jesus. I leave my past behind. My past does not define me. My future now is with Jesus Christ. And I not only make you my Savior, but I make you my Lord. I trust you. I will follow you all the way to heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate this. Come on, church. Look at this. Woo! God is awesome. God is good. Oh, wow. Okay, so I don't want any of you to leave that event come up here this morning for decision we have ministry teams all around you, and they're going to get you to fill out. We're going to fill out a card, and we want to follow up with you. Uh, I also want to say that please, please, please come back tonight at six o'clock. Uh, it's going to be a, yeah. Come on back tonight at six. I know Doctor Dennis will be probably prophesying over people, speaking life into your into your life tonight. Uh, bring your kids. I mean, if you if you think oh well I don't have there's no child care, bring your kids. Let them be in this atmosphere. They need this too. So please please come back tonight. Also, don't leave without uh, just bringing a love offering to Dr. Dennis or bring it tonight. We really want to bless this ministry that touches millions of lives. Don't you want to be a part of a ministry that touches millions? Millions? Because if you, if you give $1, you're touching lives that he's touching. So thank you for being here tonight. Father, we give you all the praise and the glory. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. We thank you. We love you. We bless your name. We bless your ministry tonight, today. So please, we'll see you tonight. Just hang around in fellowship with somebody today, okay? God bless you. Thank you for being here. We love you.